Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Ben, it's here for Frankel and Frankel and 1-800-LAWYERS. I was involved in a car accident a little over, I guess, almost over two years ago now. And it was near where we are now by the Ford Center at the Star in Frisco. And I was on the tollway heading up towards 380. And I was like, is that something in the road? And before I knew it, it was. And it was the, the, uh, the uh, drive shaft for a giant cement truck that had fallen off the truck. And it got lodged under my axle. Horrific accident, totaled my car. I called the Frankels right from the scene. They handled everything for me, and at the end of it all, got me a nice cash settlement too. Yeah, they do such a good job for their clients, Ben, and you saw it firsthand. I mean, this is a, a firm that's been around now for almost a quarter of a century, and all of that expertise combined with all of that experience means that you are getting the best guys for your situation. If you get hurt in an accident on the streets, uh, in a car, a car accident, on the job site, unsafe work conditions, or uh, a lot of things that can happen weird in the neighborhood, and any of this is due to someone else's negligence, you're going to want to turn to the Frankels. You focus on getting better, they handle the rest. 1-800-LAWYERS, that's 1-800-LAWYERS for our dudes, Frankel and Frankel, Principal Office, Dallas, Texas.
more questions for information for mental health services in their area, call 917-585-8181, Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. More info at peersforprivacy.com. This segment of the Ben and Skin Show is brought to you by Renaissance Healthcare Corporation. This segment of the Ben and Skin Show is also brought to you by America Can Cars for Kids. Now it's time for the Chris Woodward Show, brought to you by City Credit Union. Visit citycu.org and Rangers Rewards Fan Card. Score big with the card that delivers swag and experiences that Rangers fans really want. Apply today at rangersrewards.com. All right, it's time for our weekly visit with the skipper of the Texas Rangers, manager Chris Woodward joins us now. Woody, how you doing today, man? I'm doing awesome. How are you guys? Hey, we're great. Thanks for jumping on with us. We appreciate it. Lots to talk to you about. Let's talk about the uh, the starts for your young pitchers yesterday. Let's go one by one, and we'd love to get uh, your thoughts on, on each guy and how they performed. Um, yeah, obviously the, the Palumbo start was, uh, you know, like I said in the, uh, the media after, a little bit of black cloud, you know, over his head a little bit because uh, it just sucks. Every time we feel like we're going to get a, a good look at him, um, something happens, you know, with the ankle and now with the blister. So hopefully he'll be he'll be back soon. We want to make sure he takes care of that so that way it doesn't uh, force him to miss the rest of the year. Um, the day before, you know, you look at uh, Colby Allard. He's had three really good starts for us. The, the last one, obviously, he ran into some trouble in the beginning. But I thought, you know, you're looking at it afterwards – he ends up going five. He ends up giving seven, giving up seven. But I looked at that as a success because he had to deal with a little bit of adversity in the beginning, um, had to make some adjustments in his game plan, was able to do that mid-game and still find a way to get us five, which we desperately needed leading into a, a doubleheader yesterday. Um, and then Brock Burke, man. It, Brock Burke looked like he had been pitching in the big leagues for about 15 years. Uh, didn't even break a sweat in 105-degree heat. Uh, you know, had command of all his pitches. Uh, you look at you know, his stuff, um, you know, one thing we look at a lot is, you know, how the pitches play out, the characteristics of the pitches, and it's, it's pretty elite. So that was uh, that was obviously a really welcome sight. And, you know, I, we saw that in spring training, just the demeanor, the poise. And, you know, we saw it yesterday in, in his first start. I thought you said some pretty interesting things. And I can't remember if this was yesterday or the day before, Woody, but you were talking about, you know, whenever teams kind of have fallen back a little bit in the race and we're sitting here in mid-August, like, all right, let's take a look at the young guys. But you're talking about winning now. And I think if you look at the results of the last couple games, you know, those guys went in there and they competed. What is it that you guys have seen the last couple of weeks leading up to this that, that gave you the confidence that they could go out there and perform like they did? Um, I, well, I think it's important to establish that belief right now. Like, these are the guys that we're going to that we're gonna win with. Um you know, we're, we're, we're always kind of evaluating these guys to see who fits our championship model. And, you know, if they don't have the desire to win or they're not going to help us win, you know, obviously we're going to evaluate them accordingly. But, you know, I want them to believe that they can. Um, they're in a little bit of an advantage because people don't know them, so they can use that to their advantage. But I want to see these guys compete um, and see what they got. And, you know, they're coming up, they're hungry. You know, in the dog days of August, I think we have an advantage because, Every guy on our team right now has something to prove, and um, it's it's kind of showing up in the way we play. What do you make of uh, Nick Solak's debut? Oh man, that was awesome. Uh, you know, I wasn't surprised. I knew the kid could hit, so it was uh, it was a welcome sight to see that that bat kind of flying through the zone yesterday, and for, for him to get a uh, 
to get his first hit and then he hit his first homer it was obviously really cool. It's a really cool moment for him. You know, you have, we're talking to Chris Woodward here on the Ben Skin Show, 105.3 The Fan. You have several of these young guys that I don't know that their position is etched in stone. Uh, that could be a good thing and that could be a bad thing, right? Like we're, we're talking about Nick here, for example. Are there some of these guys, whether it's, uh, you know, Willie or Nick or some of these guys, where you already feel like as you project into the future, like next season, for example, you feel good about you know where they're going to play or is the remainder of this season about trying them in a bunch of different spots and seeing what fits best? Um, yeah, that's that's one thing, you know, we discussed internally, like, we don't really know. We have, the good thing is we have a ton of uh, versatility, you know, with a lot of our guys. So it allows us to kind of kind of piece together lines. I want to see guys in different positions, but also, you know, look, look at them in a little bit to see if they can handle the position on a daily basis. And a lot of that's, you know, with their early work, with their, uh, you know, their BP work. I talked to Beasley a lot. I talked to, you know, Tingler a lot about the outfield and infield play to see who can handle it on a daily basis and um, see if it fits more as like a, you know, super utility role or maybe a, uh, you know, everyday role. But it's something we're constantly evaluating. You know, with all the things you guys set out to do this year, uh, instilling a culture and kind of building up uh, with a new foundation, um, how do you feel like that's progressed? In other words, are are you satisfied with where you are with that now or is there still a lot further to go? How, how would you appraise where you are with that right now? Um, I would say we're in a pretty good place. I think we've uh, we've done a really good job of establishing kind of the uh, the expectations of everything um, from a cultural standpoint. They obviously know what we're about. They know what I'm about. You know, I'm a pretty positive guy every day. Um, but I do have pretty pretty significant demands on how to become a champion, um, and that typically has a lot to do with how they prepare, um, how they take care of themselves, um, the things, the little things that they do that define them. Um, how they, you know, get through adversity, how they treat their teammates, how they treat their staff, all those things matter. Um, and when you get, you know, that kind of belief and that understanding um, as a unit as together, now we can start really digging into who needs this, who needs what, um, you know, and how they're going to learn, what type of learner are they. Because um, we're asking a lot of them, and that's something that I'm not going to relent on. You know, I was hired to do a job, and, and I believe after my time as a player and as a coach that, all the best players and the champions that I've been around, you know, did it different. Um, and, I, and that's pretty clear in the, in the rest of sports in general. You know, you look at the Tom Brady's of the world, the Tim Duncan's of the world, they did it different. And, you know, we're trying to create those type players so that way when, you know, they mature and things are in place, you know, we put ourselves in a situation where we can win every year um, and put ourselves in a, cha- in a place where we can actually win a championship every year. I'm sure that going into the season, you had a plan on how you wanted to implement everything and a vision of what it was going to be like. As this season has unfolded, how much have you had to deviate, if at all? How much has it gone according to the way you had sort of – I'm not talking about results, one loss. I'm talking about just instilling your vision and, and what you want this team to be. Have you had to change your approach much? Um, I don't think I've had to change. I'm actually really proud of, you know – you know, what we've done, what we've, what we've accomplished and how we've kind of created a narrative like, hey, this is what we expect. Um, and and I think our players are, are very understanding of that. They love coming to the field. Um, I wanted it to be a place where they it, it's, it's a learning environment, but it's also a positive environment that they can come and speak their mind, be themselves, but at the same time, like, really challenge themselves. So I don't think I've had to deviate from that. I think, we're, you know, culture is something that's organic. So you're, it's always changing and morphing, and you've you got to kind of really – try to keep your finger on the pulse of what's happening and 
obviously every team goes through little spurts of struggle internally, externally. And, you know, it's just, I'm actually really proud of, you know, what the players have accomplished and how much they bought in to what we're trying to do. Um, I think we're in a really good place right now. And, and I don't, and, and that has nothing to do with, you know, wins, losses. Um, I just know that if we take care of those things and these young kids continue to grow and learn, we're going to be in a really competitive place and, and guys are going to understand what it takes to win, to beat the best teams in baseball. I, I don't really desire to just, you know, bottom feed and just beat all the bad teams. Like I want to beat the good teams. I want to beat the best pitchers, um, beat the best hitters. So, so those are things that, that I'm constantly talking about. And we're, we're in a good place. I feel like right now. You strike me as the type of guy that's not going to make up any excuses for anything, but yesterday, little day baseball, I mean, I, I wasn't there, but I would assume that a couple of stadium seats combusted just due to the heat. And, uh, you know, again, you're not making any excuses. You're going to play with the hand that's dealt you. But how much of an impact would it be for you guys now that you've experienced August day baseball in Texas? How much of a difference would that be for your club next year to be playing a game like that indoors and in air conditioning? Yeah, you, you can. I mean, it's, yeah, it's going to be a huge advantage for us um, next year. Um, just getting in, in indoors. I mean, yeah, we, they had to play in the heat just like we did. Um, you know, our guys have had to deal with it. Other teams have to deal with it. It's not in – we'd never make an excuse about it. But, yes, it'll it'll definitely help us, uh, I think, just long-term. You know, pitching-wise, it'll help us a lot. Uh, a day like yesterday where, you know, maybe we were a little – you know, obviously Haney threw the ball really well. Um, and – the fact that we won't have to deal with that 105 degrees outside temperature um, will definitely help us for sure. Talking to Chris Woodward here on the Ben and Skin Show, 105.3 The Fan. You know, the other night we had this gathering and we got to hear uh, Tony Beasley sing, which we've heard him sing before. I'm curious, how often have you heard him sing? I, I hear him every day. <laughs> that's a that's a daily occurrence of hearing Beasley sing. Um, and it's a, I always tell him he's got like a voice of an angel. So it doesn't... Uh, I love hearing it. Every time I walk into the coach's room and he's singing, you know, I'll actually kind of egg him on to sing more or I'll start singing a song that, you know, hopefully he'll, he'll join in and finish for me because I can't sing at all. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's something that I really enjoy, and I think everybody kind of enjoys hearing him. Okay, I like this. Does he take requests, uh, or are you familiar with uh, the catalog of songs he likes to sing? How much uh, crossover is there there? Um, yeah, no, I mean, it's just, if, if there's a song I'm singing or I, I heard a song that I like, oh, man, it'd be awesome to hear Beats sing that because he can really sing. Um, I'll just throw it out there. Or he'll just start singing. You know, he'll just start singing a song that, you know, everybody knows and everybody can join in. And we all kind of sing a little lighter because none of us can really sing. <laughs> we let him take on the, uh, <laughs> yes. the, heavy, the, heavy, the heavy voice. Um, but, no, it's, it's great to have that because it just kind of it puts everybody at ease. And it's just it's really good on the on the brain to hear the – you know, the, the angel-like voice from him. <laughs> yeah, let him carry the load. It looks like all you guys are singing, but you're kind of whispering. And people are like, dang, okay, he can sing a little bit. Hey, I want to ask you about Josh Hamilton. Uh, pretty amazing uh, festivities there at the park and, uh, you know, just a, a legendary player in terms of the talent and skills that he has. One of our all-time favorites, and we've had him on our show quite a bit. I, I thought that uh, his ceremony was the most Josh thing ever, you know, losing a page there, getting back what page am I on, <laughs> going off the cuff some, but – uh, I, I just was, uh, I thought it was perfect considering Josh. And I'd just love to get your thoughts on him as, uh, as a player. And, uh, you know, obviously you got to watch him from afar. But uh, what was your take on Josh Hamilton's career? 
Amazing. Um, yeah, the, I, I agree. The festivities tonight were really amazing. And, you know, I, I felt like after getting to know him a little bit, I, I'd never met him before that day. I mean, he came in and talked to me in my office and, uh, you know, just what, what I've heard from everybody around the, the organization, it was, it was a perfect, you know, day for him, um, especially the way it all kind of went down. Cause that was him. He's just, you know, he's really engaging with the crowd and you know, he's just him. He's just being Josh Hamilton, and, and I thought that, that that was perfect. But from a play, you know, the, the player that I got to see, you know, all the way through to the end, um, from afar, I never played with him. But I did get to see him when he was 18 years old take BP uh, at, uh, in St. Pete. I was in my first year, my, my rookie year, I was trying to make the team in Toronto, and it was the year after he had signed. He was one, you know, pick 1-1. One, one. He's taking BP on a field where the wind's blowing straight in. Al Lang Stadium in St. Pete, and nobody on our team, including Carlos Delgado, could hit a home run in BP. So we're like, okay, the wind's blowing straight in, it's coming off the water. He comes out as an 18-year-old, like four or five over the batter's eye. Um, that was just, I mean, it stopped me mid-sentence because I was kind of watching him, talking to somebody after our batting practice, and they did a promotional thing and let him hit. And it just, it was mind-boggling, like, to see what was happening. I had to look around and say, okay, the wind must have changed because – nobody was even coming close to the warning track. And this guy hit him, you know, he hit one out. I'm like, okay, that was, wow, that guy's got some power. Okay, who is this kid? So I'm asking him, like, it just stopped me mid-sentence. He hit one over the batter's eye, and I was just stunned um, to, just to see the, the raw power. And, you know, and then obviously fast forward, you know, numerous years later, obviously he had some issues before he ended up getting to the big leagues. And, you know, once he signed with Texas, he got to see it a little bit firsthand as a, you know, playing against him. And, I mean, it's just mind-boggling to watch him take BP to see where the balls land, see how strong, see the bat kind of flying through the zone. You can't really appreciate it until you see it in person. And it was just honestly like a, a once-in-a-lifetime special talent that, you know, we may never see again. If you don't mind, I'd like to rewind halfway through your fast-forward because you see something like that and he's 18 and you know how hard it is to make it and all those things. You're thinking, oh, my God, and then he falls off the map. What, had you forgotten about him when he had his issues, or did people – was this something that was discussed, like, hey, this prodigy fell off? I mean, had you completely forgotten about Josh Hamilton when he reemerged? Um, a little bit, but they, I'd heard the stories because uh, I remember seeing him take BP, so I, it was, like, ingrained in my mind, okay, this guy's going to be a superstar. And then you hear all the stories of what was happening, and you're like, man, it sucks. You know, it's, it's too bad. And then you see him come back in Cincinnati and, you know, kind of reemerge and – and then, you know, it gets traded to Texas and it just kind of takes off. Um, yeah, I mean, I was happy for him because it's like, you know, you always want to see, I want to see like, a, you know, an elite talent, you know, fulfill his, you know, his destiny, I guess, because just those are once in a lifetime kind of kind of players and, and, and talents that you just don't get to see every day. You know, we see the guys that are really good, you know, the, the Cody Bellinger, the Christian Yelich, but this guy's like on another level of, of just ability. Um, you know, you compare him to Mickey Mantle, certain players throughout the history of, of sports and baseball, and he was definitely one of them. Like, you know, you could probably put him in the top five of just absolutely talent, just just talent alone. Um, he stands alone. Well, Woody, we uh, we always enjoyed listening to you on with the G Bag Nation. Obviously, we switched day parts with those guys, and uh, having our weekly interview with you is one of the things we look forward to the most. So, thanks a lot for bearing with us in those changes, and we're looking forward to talking to you every week. No, absolutely appreciate it, guys. All right, there he goes. Rangers manager Chris Woodward, uh, a weekly visit that will take place with us now right here on 105.3 The Fan. All right, coming up next, let's talk about Jerry Jones. He said he earned the right 
to joke with Zeke. Then he doubled down on that, and it was very serious. We'll get into that conversation next on 105.3 The Fan. Before we do, though, I want to talk about Mark Rubin, Rubin and Associates, and 1-800-LAWYERS. If you're struggling financially, don't go through that alone. Pick up the phone and call Mark Rubin right now at 1-800-LAWYERS. He can help you big time. 1-800-LAWYERS, if you're worried about compounding credit card debt, if you're worried about foreclosure or repossession, all of that can bog you down to where you can't enjoy life anymore because you're too worried about your finances. If this sounds like what you're dealing with, pick up the phone and call Mark Rubin right now at 1-800-LAWYERS. Yeah, give our buddy Mark a call and let him help you just like he's helped so many other Tolos, right? We've been saying Tolos helping Tolos because Mark's a Tolo himself. He's been riding with me and Ben for a decade now. I mean, we've known Mark for a really long time. He's a great dude. He's a friend and all that. But he's a big supporter of the station. So as such, when we have listeners have these financial issues, we're stressed for you. We don't want you to have to deal with that. We direct you to Mark so he can get it straightened out for you. Foreclosure, repossession, let's nip those things in the bud. We don't want you to have to stress over that. We want you to get that resolved. 1-800-LAWYERS is the phone number. DallasTexasLegal.com is the website. It's our buddy, fellow Tolo, great dude, Mark Rubin, and Rubin and Associates at 1-800-LAWYERS.
Bill Dickerson knows price is important, so remember what he says. If he can't beat a new car Kia deal in Texas, he's just going to give it to you. All right, thank you, Shippy. Ben and Skin Show, 105.3 The Fan. Ben and Skin Show from the Ford Center here live at the Star. We got Cowboys practice going on right behind us. And if you're off on your lunch break, man, this is a great place to swing by and throw down. There, there are plenty of good seats available. People wander around. In fact, you can eat here. They got concession stands open. We will be back here tomorrow as well. Um, later in the 1 o'clock hour, Ben, today's money hour, KT will go down there and hand a headset to Jalen Smith, and we will interview the man who we've been talking about all day long, uh, and that's really been uh, the impetus for most of our conversation today, including the Jerry Jones audio that we got to get to. Now, before we get to the Jalen Smith stuff, uh, Shippy was letting us know earlier, this Jerry clip number five here where he's telling a Ray Lewis Hall of Fame story, this is amazing stuff. Soak this in. At the uh, Hall of Fame this year when we were there to recognize Gil Brandt, I was with uh, a lot of the guys that have received gold jackets. And I found myself back waiting for us to go out and form the line for those guys that were coming in to walk down through. And I was sitting with Ray Lewis. And I said, uh, just visiting with him, I said, Ray, I have somebody on our team that's got a lot of you. And I'm talking about the good stuff. He's got a lot of you. And I said, guys, guys, I am talking about the good stuff, okay? And, and me and Ray didn't talk about my bad stuff either, okay? God, that was awesome. And so when he's talking to Ray Lewis about the good stuff and the bad stuff, I immediately, my mind goes to the murder that, oh my God, you yes. know, like that he was allegedly nearby or whatever happened with all that. And yeah. I'm like, wait a second, that's... I don't know that that is on the same level as any of, of your stuff, Jerry, which is really more just partying-based. Or has Jerry covered up some murder? Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.